0: This is the Tom Anderson Show, broadcasting live from the KVNT studios in South Central Alaska, USA. Live and local, 7 to 9 a.m., Monday through Friday, right here on KVNT, 1020 a.m. and 92.5 fm. Your best source for morning news, traffic, and weather. Streaming live online at TomAndersonShow.com. Phone lines are open. Dial 907-357-5868. That's 357-5868. Politics and news from guy who's made it happen your morning drive just got a whole lot better good morning america here's tom anderson
1: well good morning everybody happy june 2nd thursday and boy do we have a lot to talk about today we have a lot of national news and alaska news and local news and political news with candidates and the deadline yesterday at 5 p.m and boy about 10 11 i think incumbents not coming back. Really? So, yep, and some past, good morning Tom Steigerman, some past candidates that have resurfaced trying it again, some lucky candidates in districts where they, maybe they're the only person running. I know hmm. in Bethel there's a 24 year old kid that filed that nobody else Filed. Wow! And I think it was Bethel. I have to look at that again. But it just—I I glanced through a, a lot of folks that we've worked with. Full disclosure: uh, candidates going to be our clients at Optima. Uh, Tucker and Babcock will join us. He's running for state senate, but he'll join us with his former Republican Party chairman hat on. And that'll be at seven thirty-three this morning. So in two more segments, third segment of the first hour i think it's going to be fascinating now now here's one that that you may not uh like tom and that is what is the um the district the new district do you remember what house district you're in
2: uh well i'm in 27 um unless the I new
1: 27 challenged. well it ha- i mean with well, yeah. reapportionment, it's new
2: yeah i would have to look i haven't seen where that line is and because if that's changing my location
1: yeah, because someone called me, and I don't know if it's true, but a friend called and said that, and I'm looking here that, uh, and I can't find it, that your incumbent isn't running again. Is that true? Lynch Snyder? Yeah, that's what someone said, and I didn't verify it. Uh, I don't know. That's a great question. Yep, that she's not running again, and I'm looking through the list here. Uh, I don't see, I don't see Liz Schneider. I haven't found her yet. Yeah, I don't see. I don't know what your new district number is. Yeah, but I don't. Someone called me yesterday and said, "Hey, I heard you talking with your producer that he wanted to run. He should have run. Did you know Liz Schneider is not running for re-election?" And I said, are you sure? And I didn't verify it. We can go through that with Tuckerman. but Yeah, that would be, hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, and I don't see your name wow. on the current list. So, anyway, we have a lot of candidates, folks. And it's going to be a fascinating election cycle. And in some respects, some really close races I think you're going to see. If Tuck and Josephson stay in, I still think Kathy Hensley has a very good shot there. Uh, that that's going to be an interesting race to observe. And State Representative Kelly Merrick and State Representative Ken McCarty in Eagle River. Uh, Roger Branson ended up filing against Jamie Allard, so that one we will see how that. Mm. I, I don't know if he has a shot there with her name recognition, but
2: yeah that's going to be enough uphill battle for him i think for sure yeah i i would still put my money on jamie in that race yeah me too for sure without question
1: without question well let's talk about some national news canada at least nearby neighbors so it's it's national but with a with a north american flair canada has decriminalized the possession of small amounts of opioid you thought i was going to say cannabis everybody yeah Yeah, methamphetamine mdma cocaine in the province of british columbia oh gosh yep the new policy is going to run for three years and it's going to try to help determine if you can destigmatize drugs and that resulting destigmatization helps reduce them i don't know (laughs)
2: yeah, <laughs> the answer is no. But you better have so your COVID fair. test before you go get those opioids, because oh, <laughs> you're not crossing that border without it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> By the way,
1: the opioid epidemic is more than just an American problem. Apparently in British Columbia, they declared overdose deaths from fentanyl, which is that synthetic opioid that's like 50 times stronger than heroin, a public emergency six years ago. In the years since, over the last five and a half years, especially since the start of the COVID pandemic, overdose deaths have surged in the area. Now, Canada can get an idea of how this works from go figure. The state of Oregon, in a departure from the federal government's punitive war on drug policies, and I can't blame the federal government. I mean, when people are slinging dope around and cartels and others and mafia, everybody's involved, it's not a good thing. They tried to up the sentencing. Oregon became the first U.S. state. That's why I say go figure it's so liberal. It decriminalized the possession of small amounts of most drugs We reported on this heftily two years ago in 2020. Now, how is it going in Oregon? That's always the million dollar question. It's unclear. Drug arrests of plummeted in Oregon, granted that that's a fact, with no evidence of an increase in drug related crime in Oregon. And some critics fear that, you know, like you and I would fear, Tom, that Mm -hmm. if you reduce the the penalty, uh, more people are going to do drugs in Oregon. That's not the case. But there's little evidence that decriminalization helped. Less than 1% of the 16,000 people who use services offered as part of the legislation that entered treatment, you know, basically they got treatment for drug abuse and drug addiction, less than 1% of 16,000. So 10% would be 1,600, 1% would be 160 people, less than 160 people Um have used the services as part of that proponents of decriminalization in Oregon say more time is needed. And I know that's going to happen in Canada too. And I know we saw this in Europe as well with legalization and heroin parks. And I think the countries and the cities specifically Stockholm uh, where else, who else did that? I'm trying to think in, in Holland, Amsterdam, uh, they, the Netherlands, they, it didn't work. So I don't know if it'll work in the Pacific Northwest now in British Columbia. Tom, do you think, I mean, they must be getting this idea from somewhere. They're not pulling the, it out of their butt. You know what I mean? I mean, I, I'm assuming they're intellectual as they assess other, other places and the physiology, the science of it. So I don't know. I mean, I, I'm like you. I viscerally knee-jerk say no. But I mean, then with the Oregon data... You know, I don't. I just. I'm. I'm unsure if that works. If if legalizing at least a little amount of MDMA and coke and all that, I just don't know. We'll we'll continue to monitor this. Stay with us. Happy Tuesday. 14 minutes after the hour. Good morning, Tom Anderson Show.
0: is the Tom Anderson Show, broadcasting live from the KVNT
1: studios, 7 to 9 a.m., Monday through Friday. Well, we are back. Tom Anderson Show. Good morning. This hour brought to you by PIP Alaska. If you have printing needs from materials you want to mail or post on a wall or distribute, if you want stickers for your vehicle or indoor and exterior decor, like on your your windows, on your door entrance, on a window where you can see in or out either way. They do it all. Mike Vanya, pipalaska.com online. They're downtown Anchorage, and they're serving all of Alaska. I encourage you to check them out should you need needs, uh, printing needs, or have them and want to look at their menu of services. Okay, yesterday was a big day for Johnny Depp. A seven-person jury in the great state of Virginia reached a verdict in the defamation lawsuit. He sued his ex-wife, Amber Heard. She countersued him. Jurors read the verdict aloud in the Fairfax County courtroom, finding that Heard defamed Johnny Depp. 15 million bucks compensatory damages, 10 million, 5 million in favor of Depp for punitive damages. The judge reduced it down to, I want to say, eight. Jurors also ruled that Depp had to pay two million bucks to Heard. It ruled in favor of a counterclaim Heard had filed after Johnny Depp's lawyer called her abuse allegations a hoax. Pirates of the Caribbean actor sued Amanda Heard for fifty million bucks. And that was for damages back in 2018 in the Washington Post, she wrote and published an opinion article in which she claimed she had become a public figure representing domestic violence. And she went on to talk about sexual abuse and stuff. It was nonsense. And and the, the trial really showed this. She came back and said, okay, you're suing me for 50 million. I'm suing you for a hundred million, which was dumb. Defamation lawsuits brought by public figures. Typically they have to meet this really high bar, this high threshold, and rarely do you see a win. you got to prove actual malice, and that's hard to do. It was a six-week-long trial. Drew, numerous <laughs> international headlines, came to a close end of May. I mean, Amanda heard saying, you know, there were lurid details on this, that she physically, he, he physically and sexually assaulted her. She's the one that took a dump on his bed and taped him all the time. Uh, very odd person. Uh, She's very bizarre. I wouldn't date her if I were single, uh, if you paid me. I mean, she, you know, and she's attractive and she's got the look and the voice and probably not stupid, but she's a nut job. So Tom, Tom, are you surprised at this, that it was kind of a both ways, but Johnny ultimately wins? Uh,
2: Not really. Uh, You know, I think yeah, you know, like we you were talking a little it. bit yesterday as the yeah. jury was deliberating, I think they were in day three, that it was like, I think that's going to go his way at that point. So Do you think
1: that's a fair amount? Eight million? Is that that's probably less than, what you, know, less than the, you know, that's way less than you. you know, he missed out
2: it. even on one movie. Exactly. Yeah. And particularly, yeah, just like you were starting to mention Pirates of the Caribbean. I mean, he lost that series and, you know, however many more movies are going to be releasing. And uh so it'll be interesting to see if Disney brings him back for that now. Now that he's been, quote, unquote, cleared. Yeah. 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 But I I don't know. I don't know either. You know, it'll be uh, an interesting thing to see how his career goes from here now.
1: It really will. And I wonder if it'll open the floodgates to lawsuits of that nature in the the world of celebrity. I don't know.
2: I, I don't know. I mean, Sarah Palin lost hers, right? Yep. So I mean, like and you were saying, it's a to tough deal. It.
1: Lawyers have to take the case. Six weeks, probably months of preparation. Mm-hmm. And remember, they don't get typically in those types of cases, they don't get paid unless there's a win.
2: Yeah, they're because they're on a conti or is it contingency. Not contingency? Is that right? Yeah, is that the right phrase for that? Right. Yeah. So I don't know. That's a tough way to do business. <laughs> yeah. No, but, it's uh a- would say i i, I hopefully it makes uh you know i'm hoping that there's not more lawsuits like this but i hope it uh, makes people uh keep their mouths in check a little bit more you would hope you know i i mean i hope that's the chilling effect that goes across but it you know i mean amber heard she's probably never had more media exposure in her life even when she was an aquaman true you know so i mean this this could be a win for her in the long you know, in the long game, anyway. Because now her name's so much out there. I was about to she's say she's going to get it. some sort of a reality series out of this. She'll be the next Kardashian. Know,
1: I didn't know who she was before. I it's didn't true. either. I really didn't either. <laughs> yep. So no, that's true hey listen to this here's a fun story we're going to get to tuckerman babcock the former head of the republican party of alaska next segment and we're going to go over for 30 minutes all the races and get his opinion on such and we'll make a youtube video of that because i think it'll be important to reflect on later but here's one Let, let's not talk politics or well i i was going to say let's not talk lawsuits forgive me this is in the lawsuit realm <laughs> The group that licenses Elvis Presley merch, merchandise, authentic brands group, ABG, they own Elvis Presley, basically the name and all the details with that. So they sent a cease and desist letter, actually many of them, last month to a number of Las Vegas chapels. They're trying to prevent them from performing Elvis themed weddings. (laughs) Yep. It's a trademark battle poses a threat to the small chapel's post pandemic recovery. Did you know this though? It just, it just shows the money. Involved with so many activities that we, I could bring up plumbing or eating a Twinkie or walking on a sidewalk and the money involved with, you know, walking shoes and paving the sidewalk and how many sidewalks there are in America or how many people that eat Twinkies or how many plumbers, you know, it gets into a lot of money with everything. It seems no different here. Vegas's wedding industry is a $2 billion industry a year. Did you know that? Wow. Two billion. jeez! Now that probably includes hotel rentals, gambling, all that stuff. But here are the details. Nevada law says that ABG can't stop Elvis's impersonators from shaking their hips any more than you could stop, you know, a parent from doing that from the 60s or a grandparent. But ABG does claim the rights to the artist's name and likeness, as well as it owns the words Elvis, Elvis Presley, the king of rock and roll. So if a chapel wants to call its program an Elvis wedding, it would have to work out a licensing deal with ABG. Now, some chapels already have taken the taken that, that route and they've called ABG and they've tried to negotiate or they've changed the name and offered an off-brand rock and roll series, but it's not Elvis. Now, how many people want Elvis to marry them? You would think that's silly and nonsensical, but a lot do, apparently. Melody Willis-Williams, this is from the Morning Brew, she's president of Vegas Weddings and Viva Las Vegas Weddings, probably the companies there that, that perform those services. She told the Las Vegas Review-Journal that she does thousands of sequined, <laughs> burning love-type weddings every year. Now, the zoom out is that ABG could be preparing for a resurgence of Elvis enthusiasm over the new uh, Boz Lerman biopic. You know, that movie's coming, Elvis. It's set to come out June 24th. I'm sure that's why they're doing it. Don't you agree, Tom? ABG oh, yeah. is going after all those chapels and anybody trying to use Elvis because the the huge movies coming out on my late brother's birthday, June 24th, thinking of you, Jim. And, and that is a, uh, you know, that's a big deal. So they're like, uh, hey, everybody, quit using Elvis. His name, his songs, any of that, you got to go through us. What a nightmare <laughs> to own the rights of the Beatles, of Elvis of, of you know, someone so big in stature and iconic that everybody is doing stuff with them. That would be a nightmare, dude, trying to monitor that, trying to enforce someone doesn't infringe on your copyright, on your trademark, on your patent. That just would. That would suck. The other thing is I can envision myself getting married in Vegas. And if it's a $2 billion industry, that means tens of thousands of people are getting married there every year. And that means it's not remarkable. It's not unique. So I would not choose that. And I I know a lot of people that have got married in Vegas, so I'm not being mean to you. I just, that's not a place I would choose or if I did choose Las Vegas, which I love, it's near and dear to my heart, love going there. We go there at least once a year. I will tell you, it wouldn't be an Elvis wedding. I would get married in a, <laughs> you know, in a hotel or something fun that nature. I you guess did, yeah, because you'd
2: be doing a good. like a, uh, uh, what, uh, I'm trying to think of the guy's name now. Hank Williams Jr. Wedding? Yeah, yeah. You'd be doing some something like country. that, right? Yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> with my Eastern European wife. Yeah, I'm yeah. not sure. And Lila's like, really? No. <laughs> I I tell you, it's Vegas. There are so many. It's a treasure trove of not just gambling and entertainment and sports now with, with the Raiders, but, but there are so many things to do. Have you been there?
2: I have, just one time. Yeah. And it was... Uh, Yeah, we went down there for a little over a week
1: isn't it a blast
2: (laughs) oh it's a i mean there's so much stuff to see so much stuff to do down there and like you say now that the sports are getting involved now i've have even more interest yeah because you know like i said with the raiders there they got the hockey team there the
1: weather and the food you gotta start going more man i do well listen we're gonna come right back with tucker and babcock former chair of the republican party Uh, do i need any help no no help wanted. Stay with this Tom Anderson show.
3: you could use a little help. Oh, no help wanted.
1: Just call on me if
4: you need a little help.
1: If
3: you need any help, I can handle this job all by
1: myself.
3: a button and a sweet ass sugar I'm gonna buy her diamond ring and we'll get married
0: This is the Tom Anderson Show. Broadcasting live from the KVNT studios in South Central Alaska, USA. Live and local, 7 to 9 a.m., Monday through Friday. Right here on KVNT, 1020 a.m. and 92.5 fm. Your best source for morning news, traffic, and weather. Streaming live online at TomAndersonShow.com. Phone lines are open. Dial 907-357-5868. That's 357-5868. Politics and news from a guy who made it happen. Your morning drive just got a whole lot better. Good morning, America. Here's Tom Anderson.
1: Well, we are back and Tuckerman Babcock joins us. And Tuckerman Babcock is the former head honcho of the Alaska Republican Party. And he has great insight and I have no doubt monitors The race is every election cycle. This one is unique in part 2022 beyond the congressional special election and regular election to fill Don Young's suit, the late Don Young seat. I will tell you, there are, I think, over 10. And I saw that Liz Snyder, Tom and I were talking about that, has also retired and left along with Sarah Rasmussen and Adam Wool and others. So we'll get to that as well. Tuckerman, good morning. How are you? Good morning, Tom. And I'm doing great. Well, are you surprised? Are you happy? Are you confused? Are there a lot of emotions with who filed and who did not file and who decided to leave the legislature as of yesterday? What's your perception on everything?
5: Well, there are a couple of things. One is I am delighted to see some Republicans stepping forward to challenge some Democratic uh, Democratic incumbent senator and run for the open seat. And I... I think people should take a look at at Andrew Satterfield, who is a candidate running for the open Senate seat in East Anchorage, and the Democrats are going to have a very, I predict they'll have a very bitter race between Forrest Dunbar and Garen Tarr, and then uh, kind of more of a nice guy, uh, Drew Kaysen. But Andrew Satterfield uh, should be able to uh, take some advantage of that uh, bitterness on the Democrat side. And for folks who who, uh, are just starting to pay more attention to how different our system is, the ranked choice voting is just going to automatically move four candidates forward from the so-called primary to the general election, which means that the Democrats will not sort through who their candidate is. They will not nominate a candidate. They will be fighting all the way to November. And... That's going to give a, a, a con- very conservative young man who who is in his 30s and married children as a small janitorial company. It's going to give him a real shot to be uh, a good alternative to the uh, fight that will be on the Democrat side. And then there's a, a welder and uh, veteran running for Bill Willikowski's Senate seat in East Anchorage, a fellow named John Cunningham. And it's just good to see uh, people being challenged. Uh, from our, from the Republican side,
1: absolutely, and,
5: and uh, I think the number of people. I'm a little disappointed to see my old high school friend Tom Begich retiring. I was looking forward, if I'm fortunate enough to get elected to the Senate from the Kenai Peninsula, uh, working with my old friend. We don't agree on pol- very much in politics, but we uh, trust each other and are cordial. And I'm sorry to see him retiring,
1: State Senator. Uh, state Senate District L, they have a state senator listed on the division of elections. I was looking in Eagle River, uh, Ken McCarty, State Representative Ken McCarty, who full disclosure, client of ours, he is running and challenged by State Representative Kelly Merrick, the, the union candidate and Clayton Trotter, Professor Trotter is running again and it says it's pending for that. And then Joe Wright, who I think is a, a military veteran and has run before. He's also running for Senate there. What do you, what do you think of that one? I assume you're a McCarty fan and I'm talking to, to you as a civilian, not as a, a fellow candidate and as someone who ran the party. Is that one going to be tight or could Ken handily win that?
5: Well, he could handily win it. It, Professor Trotter is a good candidate. He's run for Congress in uh, Texas before. and He's been in Eagle River a very long time. Mr. Wright has put in his time as the local district chairman of the Republican Party in Eagle River. And he's a a bright, hardworking candidate. Uh, Ken McCarty, I would say, has the lead. And uh, uh, Kelly Merrick, um, unfortunately, joined the Democrats in the last... uh, go around with the state house
6: sure
0: and,
5: but i don't wait i'm happy to see no democrat file there so it's four republicans running and I'd say Ken McCarty has the
1: edge. And if Kelly Merrick wins, you'll work with her. And I, there's no doubt you're going to win your seat. I know you still want support, but but I, I think that you, you should win that one fair and square. I look at Jim Cooper, who's run before against Shelly Hughes. I'm assuming that's, that's hers to lose, and she's not going to lose. And no, I she should be
5: strong. Jim, Jim Cooper uh, trotted out to try to win. He got just under 30% of the vote. So I think uh, Shelly Hughes is in a great position to win again.
1: State Senate District N is my state Senate district. And David Wilson, the incumbent, coming back for, what, a third term. Stephen Wright is the, the, the candidate that continues to run, the perennial candidate, as they say, and his wife is also running uh, for the same seat that Jesse Sumner's running. And I know a lot of people are going to say, who is Scott Clayton? I know who he is because I encouraged him to run among other people. <laughs> Scott is a, he tell is me a, little a bit about well, him. let me tell you about him in his thirties. I believe he's in his thirties. He is a, I met him a month ago and he is a dynamic, intelligent, happily married, two little babies, faith based Marine veteran. Uh, injured Marine veteran and he's a, a small businessman and he has a lot of family, uh, in, in his church, in the Mormon church and in the veteran world and in the hockey world. He's a hockey player and he's a, you know, very smart, great looking guy. He, he is look out. He is going to be very formidable, and I can name two other lawmakers I won on air that encouraged him to run and several very prominent people that are friends of yours and mine that he met with over the last week. He is a hard worker up early to bed late, already mapped out the district and walking routes, and he designed his own website and working with us, full disclosure. And this dude is a powerhouse and Dave and, and Steven better watch out. I'll just say that. And I mean that not because I'm working with him or I know him, because I know his background. He will be formidable and a good Republican.
5: Well, no Democrat in that race either. So uh, my old friend David Wilson or Stephen Wright or Scott Clayton.
1: Very good. Yep you you will be serving with one of them. Here's the bill. Here's the million dollar question. I think Shower keeps it, your friend and mine. But but Doug Massey, the former, uh, um, that was a perplexing one. I think he's a neighbor to Mike Dunleavy, and and I never understand especially being the the son of a father so i have some experience from from knowledge of it when when you join the state troopers and you work your way up and you know you're you're a trooper for so many years and you know there's a corporal and a sergeant and you earn your way and you earn your management skills and you hone those skills and winnow those skills and bonsai those skills and then at some point you get selected to be a deputy director director or colonel But then sometimes out of the blue, a governor says, I'm not going to pick a trooper to be a colonel or in the case of Massey, I'm going to pick the union leader, a sergeant, just a sergeant and God bless sergeants across the world. He's a sergeant and Dunlavey says, I'm going to make him a colonel. I'm going to put him above all the officers. Uh, It's just all the management, uh, the, the union guy. I'll never forget that. That one and Amanda Price and and uh and Nancy Dolstrom, I never understood those selections. But but that's what Dunlavey did. And I support Dunlavey, but I didn't support that. And uh that guy, the, the union guy that I think's a neighbor to, to Dunlavey, he is running against Mike Shower. So uh, he's ret- now retired colonel uh, from the Brown Shirts. Does he have a shot? Or would you say, I mean, he could be formidable, but it's probably the incumbents to lose as is typical?
5: Well, I think you, you stated it perfectly, Tom. It's the incumbents to lose. Um, Mike Schauer is a good friend of mine. I uh, was chairman when he was first appointed and worked hard for his appointment, and he's been a conservative champion. I've known Doug Massey. And his family for years. The Masseys were strong supporters of mine when I ran for the state house back in 1988 out in Wasilla, and 1990. Um, and I think, as a, as someone who's hoping to serve in the Senate, in the Senate, either one of those men would be a fantastic choice. But I don't see a lot of. Uh, I think it'll be fun to see for the people in Wasilla and Big Lake and up the highway,
1: which one is a. Uh, Take which stands on
3: which issues like the pfd it's true
1: no it is true and i know that one thing that doug can go after mike on is no shows that that's what at least i've heard that that may be without getting personal just say hey let's look at your attendance record we, we will see we're going to come right back with tuckerman babcock former chair of the alaska republican party he's overviewing who has filed for office for state senate and state house so stay with us good morning tom anderson show
0: This is The Tom Anderson Show, broadcasting live from the KVNT studios, 7 to 9 a.m., Monday through Friday.
1: Okay, we're back with Tuckerman Babcock. I want to get right into this because we only have limited time in this next segment, and he agreed to stay with us for two. So thank you for that, Tuckerman. Uh, I'm looking at Senate District P, and full disclosure, we're going to help Scott Clayton and N, and we're going to help Mike Shower and O. My team, my firm Optima, uh, State Senate, District P, we're going to help Mayor Jim Matherly. And, and, Tuck, you were one that helped me reconnect with Jim. And that's against Scott Kawasaki. I think Scott is vulnerable, don't you?
5: I think so, too. And I think that the city of Fairbanks and the uh, military base there, uh, it leans Republican. Kawasaki's a really hard worker and pleasant personality. But he's on the wrong side of most issues. He's a strong Democrat in a Republican district and the mayor of Fairbanks, Jim Matherly, has proven time and again he can win in Fairbanks. And I'm delighted to see you working with him. He couldn't get a better firm than Optima.
1: Well, you're very kind. We, we've been blessed with a lot of folks hiring us. I'm excited to help Kathy Hensley and some others. There's a lot of good races out there that will we'll need some technicality as much as some experience. So let's bounce. We could go through all of the Senate races, but I want to bounce over. Uh, what do you think of, and, and Kevin McKay brought her up to me. Um, is it, is it Siobhan, Siobhan Meggett? And I think she is a a longtime veteran pilot, commercial pilot running against Dan Ortiz. Is that a is that a possibility there? Or do you know much about that? She's in Wrangell, same place our friend Peggy Wilson ran from. Right, right. I
5: think that Mr. Ortiz has been there and done very little for the city of Ketchikan, the borough for Wrangell. And the district is Republican. He's the only non Republican to win in the last 25 years in that district. And it's not only uh, the pilot from Wrangell, it's also uh, a Republican who's on the borough assembly from Ketchikan, Jeremy Bynum. Okay. So with ranked choice voting, both the Wrangell candidate and the Ketchikan candidate will be looking to take advantage of the ranked choice. And if one of them comes in third and no one gets 50%, then most of their votes will be rolled right over to the challenger. I think Mr. Ortez is uh, looking at his last turn
1: over in Sitka, which is a beautiful, speaking of troopers earlier, the, the law enforcement, the academy is there. I love Sitka on a sunny day, not necessarily on a rainy day, but Rebecca Himshoot, who I believe is on the city. <laughs> I'm not alone on that. Am I? Rebecca Himshoot running on the city council. Kenny Koffelstadt, uh, running against her from Huna. I urged. I really did. I urged Dr. Richard Ween, the head of the state medical board and, and retired surgeon to run again. You connected me to him four years ago and we became good friends. And he, he said maybe in 2024, but he has obligations in and out of state and, and just didn't have the time. But, but uh, I know from my research that taking Jonathan Christ Tompkins seat, uh, Jonathan Christ Tompkins, somewhat similar to a Scott Kawasaki, uh, in stature and in, in intellect and, and hardworking, but Rebecca him shoot i haven't heard that of her that, that she isn't like a real firecracker so i don't know if kenny can beat her but i i hope we get someone good in in, in district two well
5: i don't know him shoot uh she's she's a really a democrat uh, from sitka i know that much but kenny scaffoldstad is a, a uh, alaska native he's republican he's former mayor of una he's run a couple of times he gets better and better and more familiar with the district I think it's his year. I think Kenny is, uh, and of course, I like Dr. Richard Ween, but he's not running. And so Kenny Skaplestad uh, a going to be a good candidate.
6: Yeah, good
1: choice. I should reach out to him. Looking down the list, could Ben Vincent in Kodiak defeat Louise Stutz? I would sure like to see her gone. Well, I, I don't K- really. Or Kodiak.
5: Him at all to know about the chances there. Uh, when I was party chairman and Louise Stutes joined the Democrats, The party uh, censored her and authorized us to, as a party, to help defeat her, which we did with a, uh, we tried, but she beat us fair and square and then she got reelected. And uh, it'd be interesting to see how that campaign goes, but I could predict.
1: Well, and if you're in, you'll work with her. And, I mean, politics versus personality, you, right? You've taught me that. You, you've taught me that uh, you, you can still be cordial to somebody even if they're opposite side and you disagree with them. You just brought that up with Tom Bagich. How about Gillum, your, your buddy Ron, and this Justin Ruffridge? I mean, that's just pure uh, competition, fair and square. Someone can file, correct? Doesn't mean Justin will win, but he has the right to run. Certainly he does. And
5: Ron Gillum has been through some tough battles. And I think he lost four years ago to Senator Michicki by 76 votes. And then he won the the Republican primary and then he won the general election by big margins. And I think he'll be a tough person to beat. But Justin Ruffridge is a very hard worker. And it'll be interesting to see if the uh, local Republican Party District Seven gets involved and endorses one over
1: the other. I see that Craig Johnson is coming back. Craig's wife is the general manager of, of Alaska's news source channel. I think she still is uh, Nancy uh, Channel Two. And Craig, I don't know what Craig did other. I know he was an aide with Lisa. So I don't know what his job was pre-legislature. I actually don't know that. Uh, is, is that one? Is it? Is it his to lose in that one against Sue Levy, Carolyn Storm, and uh, Mikel in <laughs> Mike in Salaco. In Okay, thank you. Well, and, it says uh, Mikel. It looks like he's a Rus- Ru- Rusky or a, or a Ukrainian. That's
5: <laughs> you have a way of putting things, down. Sorry,
1: catch me. You people can do. <laughs> But, but uh, so is I, it Craig's to lose in that one, even correct. though I, I know you're not picking a seat, but I mean, he's the he's oh. the one with some stature, right?
5: Absolutely. Craig Johnson would bring a lot of uh, gravitas to the legislature when he wins and, and bring some memory of how things are done through good and bad times. And I, I look forward to serving with Craig Johnson.
1: Ross Beeling is back, Julie Colum, full disclosure, we're likely going to work with her. Walt Featherly is back, and Jennifer is at Sone. Uh That's going to be an interesting race in, in 11. I think that's Lower Hillside. Uh, too early to, to call one like that with all those names? Oh, yeah, but I
5: th- I'd i say that that district uh, was pretty heavily Republican, so I think Julie or Ross are
1: going to end up prevailing. Uh, but uh, it'll be. I think with Julie... If your firm, it's going to give her a leg up. I look at Calvin Schragge, Jay McDonald. There's so many. Kathy Hensley, I don't know if at, in 13, of Andy Joseph Center, if Chris Tuck leaves. Who, which one do you think will, will choose to depart? Maybe Chris because I mean, he's been in longer? No, they're, gonna, they're going to battle each other right to the end. Wow. I, I heard inside sources that they're talking now and one will withdraw. So. Well,
5: neither one neither one wants to withdraw, but if one does, I think it's more likely to be Chris that withdraws.
1: Looking here at, I think Tom McKay is fine, and folks, we're talking with Tuckerman Babcock, former chairman of the Alaska Republican Party. Uh, Liz Vasquez is back, our dear friend Liz Vasquez, uh, state representative, state district sixteen. Uh, Joel McKinney. Uh, Rick Beck- Becks and Jennifer Armstrong, Democrat, I, I don't know, man. It, could this be the year Liz comes back? Could she be Joel McKinney? Well, anyone can win. The district is a pretty
5: heavily Democrat at the moment, but but uh, it's going to be an interesting year. It should be with President Biden leading the Democrats to defeat across the United States. It seems likely that uh, it's the best year for a Republican to give that a shot. It's one of those races, a little, you know, Matt Clayman waited until the very last minute and then he bounced over to the state Senate in a kind of quixotic challenge to Mia Costello, who's definitely favored to win. And what he did was he waited to the very end and then passed the baton to his neighbor, Miss Armstrong. And it's, you know, why not let people know what your plan is and let, People who want to run, run. Why try to hand pick your successor? I you mean, like
1: uh, Liz Snyder. Liz, that's Tom uh, Steigerman, our producer, who you just talked to when you called in. Tom lives in the Anchorage Baptist Temple area where he attends. He was considering running. Liz Snyder right at the end doesn't file. By the way, we're almost out of time with Tuckerman. Harriet Drummond and Zach Fields. Would Harriet have the, the lead there?
5: Um, that's just going to be a real Donnybrook for Democrats. There's no Republican running there. So that'll be a no-holds-barred battle right to November. And uh, it's really two different ways of uh, Democrat politics. They're both 100% on the left. But Harriet Drummond is uh, is firm and works behind the scenes and solid. And Zach Fields is a big showboater and... I know I'm speaking a little freely, but it'll be interesting to see who downtown Anchorage thinks better represents
1: that. There are so many other seats we can get to. Let's talk about this in coming weeks as this unfolds. Tuckerman, always a pleasure. Good luck to you over the summer, and Godspeed. Thank you, Tom, and everyone at tuckermanfabtalk.com, and my phone number is 394-4910. Awesome thank you, thank you. Fe- likely future state Senator and we've been waiting for that next it'll be Governor we hope or U.S Senate. Thank you Tuckerman. We're gonna come right back stay with us Tom Anderson show.
0: This is the Tom Anderson Show. Broadcasting live from the KVNT studios in South Central Alaska, USA. Live and local, 7 to 9 a.m., Monday through Friday. Right here on KVNT, 1020 a.m. and 92.5 fm. Your best source for morning news, traffic, and weather. Streaming live online at TomAndersonShow.com. Phone lines are open. Dial 907-357-5868. That's 357-5868. Politics and news from a guy who's made it happen. Your morning drive just got a whole lot better. Good morning America. Here's Tom Anderson.
1: Hey, we're back everybody 6 minutes after the hour, second hour of the program. I'm going to give you our phone number here at the Tom Anderson Show KVNT's Tom Anderson Show with Tom Steiglman, Mr. East Anchorage. And <laughs> hey, pay out at the <laughs> pay out at the pump brother. When is that coming back? You are Mr. Payout. You're Mr. Mister Bojangles. When, when yeah. will it start?
2: Um, you know, we have some new uh, episodes that are currently being edited, and uh, we'll be out again probably in July. Uh, I don't think we have time to film any new episodes in June, um, but we'll be out in July down at uh, most likely at Boniface Shell down there over. Yeah, in East Anchorage on uh, Northern Lights or not Northern Lights, uh, Boniface and Debar.
1: Awesome. Forgive me here. I'm typing in podcast. Tom Anderson talks to Mr. East Anchorage. Mr. East you know, Anchorage. Ste- yeah. We just talked <laughs> off air. Steigman's like, stop doing that.
2: Yeah, I know because it makes me Mr. feel like I need Onion to, ring. now. I got to get in shape because I feel like it's a bodybuilder title.
1: <laughs> okay, we'll switch it to Mr. Hamburger Haven.
2: I, there you go. I like that. Or Mr. Uh, how about Mexican Pizza? We talked about the oh, shorty man. yesterday, so yesterday, I w- ran out and got some one. Some
1: goofy guy bought 180 <laughs> Taco Bell Mexican pizzas that was Which, not me <laughs> they look delicious though and out of the blue i'm starving by the way in the afternoon and i get a text and i'm like who the hell sent me a taco bell pizza photo and then i looked and said wait this isn't a stock image it's a real one from anchorage tom steigerman mystery that's right he, he sends that to me how was it it looked delicious oh it's serious
2: yeah Yeah, I was over there for lunch, and a buddy of mine ran over there real quick to get a quick bite to eat, and, uh, you know, typical Taco Bell stuff,
1: processed pretty quick as well.
2: But let me ask
1: you, did it have, I don't mind beans, but I Mm -hmm. prefer not in pizza. I could eat them if needed. I know that's the Hispanic methodology for some of those uh, taco pizzas and such. That said, can you get one without beans?
2: I'm sure you could ask for that Just and they'd probably make and, it for and,
1: you. yeah, meat and, oh, yum. Yeah, oh, man, but that uh, sounds
2: good. it did taste good. Cause, and I was hungry for that because we had talked about it on the air, obviously, yesterday. So that was top of
1: mind. And so my buddy's like, you want to go to Taco Bell? I was like, yeah, let's go. Oh, boy fun times we were talking about candidates we're talking about Babcock folks I said I was going to give you the phone number three five we're live we're local it's June 2nd Thursday sunny morning yet again we're going to have sun through the weekend looks like into the 80s in Anchorage in the valley so make sure you shut your blinds and keep your, your house cool I don't think it's healthy to have super hot homes and some of you might even need air conditioning I want to talk candidates and I want to keep going down the line and I want to get your opinion again Three five Seven five We'll get into candidate Coles uh, soon enough. I would like to hear from Jamie Allard uh, what her thoughts are with this Van Lawrence and with this Roger Branson filing against her. I know she had uh assembly meeting last night tom what what are you seeing anything of interest i mean sharon jackson daryl nelson and dan sadler in eagle river that's going to be an interesting one i think that'll be an
2: interesting one i think the uh, mia costello race yeah going to be very interesting so i mean just being able to you know look from the outside and see how that's going to operate and everything i'm looking forward to that one just as far as the You know, battle goes. I think that's going to be a really good race. Me too. I think over on the Senate side, uh, what we have. at least in my area, I think it's Roger Holland and Kathy Giesel oh, going man. at it again. That's going to be a knockdown draft. That's out. a
1: biggie. And what about Garen Tarr, who isn't so bad? I I know that I'm supposed to only help Republicans and support Republicans, but I'd rather have Garen over, to, over Forrest Dunbar. And I've heard that from many others. Oh, yeah. And, and everybody I've talked to said Garen's a thoughtful, nice young lady and, and smart and sharp and communicative and reasonable. And it's like, why not? Uh Support her and get more females in the Senate as well I, so I mean you know Forrest is really a seat jumper and he 's running for everything and you know i mean he 's run for right. congress he 's run for mayor he 's running for house he just got elected and or for assembly he 's running again i mean it's non stop so that's he 's of the baggage ilk. Uh, all the Bagages and sorry, but except the dad, Nick, Nick Bagage, the second if Mark's listening, he he gets that his family, they all want to run for office after office after office after office. They're like the Kennedys and that's their right. Sure. But I mean, some people question that and say, hey, enough's enough uh that gives uh other people a shot tom Bakage you know, maybe thought that but then nick Bakage pops in
2: you know what particularly bothers me and not so much that people are seeking a higher office and that's fine but sure when they're constantly Seat running jumping. when they're when they're serving yep you yep. know i mean you know finish out your term on the anchorage assembly first the you only, know before you go and the, I you know get I, I get the it's lag and i you know i get the strategy
6: behind seats, it yeah sure
2: you know, and I understand that, but uh, I just find that as an irritant of, you know, if they're constantly going, it's like, well, you know, then they're definitely in it for themselves.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's true. And I, I, Jesse Sumner here running uh, Steve Menard's back. Remember Steve Menard? It says he was denied. So no hmm. current POFD on file. So it's Jessica Wright, who's a Republican, against Jesse Sumner, against Rachel Allen, who's also boy. That's that'll be an interesting race. I, I Sumner's a friend. I hope he works with us. I've already written to him. We we helped him in past endeavors, private sector, and uh, you know, with with political. There will be a ton of races, and I just I eat this up, and I love it, and I, not just because of Optima and my firm and my day job, but I really do love the campaigning process. And don't you? I mean you you're not involved in it directly other than in radio where you take ad money and ads and play them but aren't you interested in it? You've always seemed to be a branding type of guy
2: oh i think so i mean going out there reading the message anchorage. i'm mr East anchorage apparently that's right <laughs> tom's
1: gonna cut my mind. tom's like you say that one more time and i'm gonna hang up on your ass
2: that's right and i'll oh, just take man. over the last right. 45 minutes of the show here
1: <laughs> we're back no but i i'm telling you there are there are races jim matherly and think about that one mayor jim matherly Never lost a race. Mm-hmm. He was he was in the council, of their assembly, and then and then you've got uh, Scott Kawasaki, who took out Pete Kelly for Senate. These guys, neither one has ever lost, and both nice, both smart, both very knowledgeable of their districts, both well liked. That'll be a formidable race with with an almost even Republican to Democrat pairing and then nonpartisans serious. And we're going to help Matherly. He he called me last week. I I like him and we helped him uh, on his uh, on his mayoral race. He, he had Catherine Dodge running against him, and he had never worked with an ad agency, and then he said, hey, I think I might need help, and that was a tough race, but he blew her out of the water, and we were happy to be part of that. Also, Kevin McKinley, he did file. He's running for Adam Woolsey, the, the bar owner up in Fairbanks who's running for Congress. Hey, folks, call in, 357-5868. We're going to be at the YMCA reporting live. Stay with us. <laughs> Tom Anderson Show. There's no need to
0: yourself off the ground, I said This is the Tom Anderson Show, broadcasting live from the KVNT studios, seven to nine a.m. Monday through Friday.
1: Oh, uh, who doesn't need a little? Forgot their name, Spice Spice Girls. girls yeah. I was going to say, I almost <laughs> said a different name. On a Thursday morning, my favorite day to get people. Ready to rock and roll for the weekend. Are you going to do anything exciting? I asked you before, but I just want to remind the people who follow your life hour by hour.
2: Hour by hour, minute by minute. Yeah, I'm going to go down uh, actually to uh, Soldatna tomorrow once we're done with the show. I'm going to jump in the car, drive down there, uh, got some recording to do uh, with one of our new shows that we have, uh, well, on all of our stations, including KVNT, our Dose of Hope radio program. So we're going to record some new shows for that. And then, uh, you know, I'll probably since i'm so close to the rivers i'll find one and go uh uh you know see if i can catch a couple of fish or something and then i uh, gotta head back uh be back for saturday i have to a tv shoot i need to direct and so i'll be doing that and i then, can't
1: wait to get your report on monday on the traffic yeah and, and uh, how populated it and what's going on not just with tourism but with fishermen and anglers and such in soldatna and that area you know k-a-f-c the christian mm-hmm. the christian station you can hear k-a-f-c in soldatna enough i hear soldatna ads for like hamburger joints and different services oh, yeah. so you so that's just a huge how does that work that it goes that far
2: well for k-a-f-c our tower site is uh, in bear valley down in south anchorage and so we're about uh, you know, the elevation on that, I think, is sixteen or 1,800 feet, and we just have enough wattage uh, coming out of KAFC that it reaches, uh, you know, one of those last hilltops right before you get to Homer. I mean, it's listenable that far down on the peninsula, and then you can hear it up past Talkeetna. Wow. So, I mean, it's a it's a pretty powerful signal, I, you know, with a couple of factors. I mean, we have a lot of wattage, and, you know, we're up really, really high. I think we have the highest tower site in town. So the, and that's, a, and for FM radio, it's, you know, it's all about the height, you know, it's the higher you can get, the better your signal is going to be.
1: And so that far, so like if someone, not that you're asking me to talk about this, but I will like a, like a congressional race or right. the U.S. Senate race, Shabaka and Murkowski and these other folks or, or gubernatorial, a, a walker, a Guerra, a, a Dunleavy, uh, Charlie yeah. Pierce from the Kenai. I mean, it, it's a no brainer. They would go to KFC because you're talking about Kenai Peninsula, Anchorage and Matsu.
2: Yeah, exactly. Wow. I mean, it's got a huge coverage area. So, I mean, it's a, a,
1: a you know, a really good choice for something like that. That's for sure. If I'm looking at the public file, well, this is public information federally, mm-hmm. who's running ads on KFC for Congress? I, I assume Bagich and Palin and Gross? Yeah, we got the Gross. Regulars?
2: Yeah, the regulars are on there right now. Stephen Wright's running, you know, some ads right now, too, and uh, getting a little name recognition built up. For uh, state Senate? Um, for, uh, uh, yeah, I think it is. Is it a state senator or is it a congressional side? Well,
1: he's – I thought Stephen yeah. Wright was uh, running for the same seat that um, that Scott Clayton and David Wilson are.
2: They may be a different uh, Stephen, Stephen Wright. Stephen Wright. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so, you know – It's uh, people can check that out and see, and you know, and I may be getting those confused a little bit because some of those candidates, like they'll only be on KVNT and not on KAFC, and vice versa. Yeah, uh, you know, based on their strategies and those kind of things. Well,
1: we talk about a public file, so how does that work? There's a lot of work involved, not just on this show. If someone calls in, like Tuckerman didn't call in as a candidate, he called in as a former party chair, but Mm -hmm. but you still have to mark that a candidate called in. But it's even more complicated there's a matrix and there's a labyrinth of paperwork and and, and it, disclosures if someone wants to put an ad on our station KVNT politically or on KFC your your christian station or on on TV or any of those things that that you CBI media runs how does that work they have to do an NAB form and they have to have the ad and pay in advance and then you mark yep. it down
2: yeah every file. Can, yep every candidate to be fair we make everybody pay in advance so that's uh you know, nothing out of the ordinary yep. for that. And all Everybody radio stations do yep. uh, because uh, campaigns are temporary things. And if the guy loses, there's no way to correct. Yeah. Uh, no, TV
1: does. You know? <laughs> we do that in digital. Yeah. There's no way if they lose and don't pay. Right. You're and screwed.
2: The, yeah. And there are certain disclosures you have to make. Uh, you know, if we get even a phone call, you know, from a candidate's campaign that says, hey, I need to know what your rates are. I've got to file that and, uh, you know, make that a public disclosure so people know that, uh, uh, you know
1: tom anderson joe Joe smith was out there uh,
2: sniffing around for rates because he's running
1: tom anderson from optima public relations called on behalf of mr east anchorage yeah exactly running for town sheriff
2: right that is exactly right so and so
1: you get and and so literally with the congressional the, the the it's a it's a mixed blessing in that 48 candidates, if even 20%, nine of them or 10 of them call you, you can make revenue, but it's a pain in the ass for all the paperwork, isn't it? And that that's just Congress. Right. There's U.S. Senate. There's governor. There's all the state House and Senate races in Anchorage in that area. Maybe Kenai if they want to do KFC. And then there's the assembly races and the mayor's race and the issues and the PACs. Oh, man. So anybody in radio, they're earning their money, it sounds like, in the administrative side of things.
2: Yeah. And there's deadlines like, you know, when we uh, get a contract from a candidate, uh, we have 24 hours. Uh, You know, when 24 hours from the time we make the agreement to post that in our public file. And uh, that comes back to bite you at license renewal time. But, uh, hey, you know what? Uh, Kevin McCabe's on the line if you want to jump in.
1: Yeah, we were State Representative Kevin McCabe, I just reached out to by text. And, Kevin, we were talking about the process of when you place an ad on the radio and all the political paperwork. L- let's get into We, we just heard from Tuckerman Babcock last segment. Uh, I want to get into it with you as well. We were going down the list. There are some huge races, my friend. Let's talk about you first, State Representative Kevin McCabe. Wh- who do you have? have challenging you now with the deadline over
4: well i have uh uh, two people from up north uh willow which is not you know my current area so it's an area i'm gonna have to explore one of them is doyle holmes who has been a matsu assemblyman before i guess um owns the i think he owns the um, um, hardware store or something up there in willow a guy named joe griffin who is uh, a retired well driller and uh first foray into politics i think he's 75 years old nice guy i've met him before um and then there is a democrat nurse um on kind of on the south end of my district off of kgb road out there by knickknack mud shack road and um I, i know nothing about her um so uh be interesting for sure
1: Doyle ran in 2018 and lost to Eastman by just 40%. So that was a close race. (laughs) Just kidding. Yeah, no, David, David beat him pretty, pretty handily. Uh, looking at Tuckerman and I were talking about, and Tom and I were too, if the people are interested, some of these Senate races are going to be really interesting. Roger Holland and Kathy Giesel, both Republicans, Jim Matherly up in Fairbanks and, and Scott uh, Kawasaki, incumbents in their own right, Jim a mayor, uh, and Scott uh, the, holds the seat. He's a Democrat. Uh, Matt Clayman and, and Mia Costello. There are uh, Mike Shower and uh, your friend and mine and, and Doug Massey, former colonel with the troopers. A lot of interesting races of that nature. Merrick and McCarty. Uh, this is going to be a really, really, really the most in my, that I remember in my days helping 30 years of doing this. It's the most formidable, uh, races I've seen.
4: Right. Yeah. It should be very interesting, you know, and the really interesting thing to me is the whole rank choice voting thing. Why even have a primary at this point? Because I think there's only one race that has more than four people in it. Bye. So. You know, I mean, why go through the expense of having a primary? It's kind of weird, right?
1: Yeah, no, totally. And, and <laughs> you know, Chris Tuck and Josephson and then Hensley jumping in. I think Hensley has a shot. Uh, Dan Sadler in Eagle River and Sharon Jackson, both former lawmakers, both former state reps. You know, Branson challenging Jamie Allard. Some of these I'm not as concerned with. Uh, Jesse Sumner, your friend and mine, jumped in there. Scott Clayton, your acquaintance and my acquaintance, knew he jumped in there uh, against Wilson. Uh, There's just there's going to be a ton of them. Eastman pretty easy win for him, correct? Kirka didn't jump. Um, in. You
4: know, I don't. I don't know. A lot depends on uh, his new district and also on his, uh, antics in the last, uh, antics is the wrong word, but his performance in the last, uh, month of this, uh, this segment of the 32nd le- legislature. So, um, we'll see. I, there are a number of people that are not happy with his votes on the budget and on concurrence and that sort of thing, but, um, not, not to take anything away from David, but, uh, um, it'll be interesting to see how the voters react to that.
1: Yeah, no, it was my question. You're just giving, I mean, you could say, no, he's going to win fair and square. He's God's gift. I mean, that no candidate is that. And I like to hear the positives and negatives, his name recognition and momentum. And and I mean, he beat Jesse Sumner, who I thought Jesse would win. I mean, Jesse's very prominent, wealthy, you know, well-liked Christian family patriot. I thought, oh, Jesse's going to win that one. And he didn't. So D- David, right. you know, has his own great credentials that that will be. I think it's his to lose some of the other seats uh i, I don't foresee Shelly um, uh, shelley use having a problem we're going to come right back uh, kevin mccabe joining us talking about candidates and we will keep him on if any of you want to call in as well during the interview 357-5868 stay with us tom anderson show
2: We gonna do what they say can't be done. We've got a long way to go and a short time to get there.
6: I'm found up what Bend bandit run. Old Smokey's got them ears on. He's hot on your trail. And He ain't gonna rest till you're in jail.
1: So you. Got-
0: this is the Tom Anderson Show. Broadcasting live from the KVNT studios, 7 to 9
1: a.m., Monday through Friday. Oh, I love this song. Nobody does it better. The Kevin McCabe story, the Tom Steigerman story. Let me vomit here yeah. in the studio. Okay. Welcome back. State representative Kevin McCabe <laughs> joins us, who sometimes wonders, are we friends or is this guy an antagonist? No, we love Kevin. We're talking about races and we're not, and not ethnic races. We're talking about political races and what's going on across the state. There are some interesting. I saw a report from Jeff Landfield on was it a Beth House seat, uh, Kevin. That we're some twenty-four-year-old file, and he's the only one. He's going to win.
4: Is that um, the one? Yeah. Is that uh, C.J. McCormick? Yeah. I, that, I and think. I think that that is that is uh, Tiffany Zolkowski's old seat. Yep.
1: Conrad um, McCormick, C.J. Registered Democrat, Bethel, and yeah, yep. she she left, and he ran, and nobody else ran. He's going to win. Yeah. that'd be nice.
4: Yeah, I know. Crazy, right? Brand, brand new guy as far as I know. I, have, I know nothing about him. So,
1: And then what about, jo- is it Josiah? Pa- pa- so he doesn't have an opponent either, District 40, and that's what? That's Kotzebue, uh, Barrow, that all that area, Norvik, that, that northernmost um, district?
4: Yes, that's the northernmost district, and uh, Josiah actually lives in uh, Barrow. U- yeah. I don't Josiah, know why they changed the I name.
1: I like Barrow.
4: Yeah, I know, right. Well, it's still Point Barrow on the map. Yeah, but the city itself. My dad itself was is...
1: stationed there. Remember, as a trooper, first oh, trooper yeah, stationed right. there ever in in the, in the huh? late fifties, early sixties, and certainly only yep. white guy at the time, other than transient scientists and and military. And he um, he remembers good and bad. <laughs> moments there when yeah. the heater went off and it's 40 yeah. below but point bear on that area neil foster i mean i don't think tyler ivanov has a shot Fo- the foster family it's kind of like the baby i do know.
4: who knows yeah i don't know he came within 40 votes of beating him last time did
1: he oh wow it came
4: really close that's why that's why you saw the uh, maneuvering on the pfd in the last minutes where um, you know, Neil knew it wasn't going to pass, but he had to get up and vote for it and say, I mean, he had to give himself cover politically because, uh, he almost lost that seat because of his votes on the PFD last time.
1: And then there's Angela Fitch Fowler. <laughs> Fitch, I love that. That's the old Fitch running against Mike Kronk, your buddy. I assume it's Kronk's to lose. I mean, that doesn't mean don't you know everybody should support him, donate to him, yada yada. But I would assume that that she's going to have an uphill battle, and he did such a good job. Why would the why would the district fire him?
4: Right. Yeah. He's. A, I think he's very well thought of. You know, retired teacher has the education background and he's also a hunter and a trapper and a fisherman and very tight in this, you know, one of the things that's kind of cool about him that I didn't know is he is still, I think the 21st highest scoring high school basketball player in oh, U S history, right. higher, higher, even than LeBron, I think. Jeez. I know, right? It's crazy.
1: By the way, so. my buddy Kevin McKinley running, I think he has a very good shot in District 35 without Wool there. Yeah.
4: Yeah, I hope so. Yeah. Actually, one... I think. Oh, good. That's, uh, that's Wool staffer, I think, right? Yep.
1: I think so. Yep. And sure. so we don't, yeah, I'm sure he'll help and endorse, but what sure. are, the, the other one, we're, we're talking with State Representative Kevin McCabe from Matt Sue, we've talked to him a couple times. He's my go-to for some of these seats when we're talking about uh, who, what, where, and especially when there are tight races. Rauscher's going to win, no problem against Elijah Hayes, Haas out of Aldi's, I presume. Jesse Sumner, that's an interesting one. Rachel Allen, Jessica Wright, both Republicans, and then steve menard uh linda menard's son uh he was denied uh his application so it's j- our buddy jesse against jessica Wright and against rachel allen i assume the more the better for him because it j- you know what i mean when you when you have one standout i'm assuming i don't know i mean I, on the science of that on the data analysis of that what do you think yeah
4: with, with i don't trace? know you know i've talked to Rachel Allen is a young mother, um, husband is a, uh, airplane mechanic and she's a, I think a dental hygienist, a really nice, nice friendly girl, um, in a first foray into politics. So it'll be interesting to see how she does against, uh. You know, Jessica Wright has been involved with Stephen Wright's campaign for a couple of years, and oh, that's right.
1: I just remembered. I've been I'm saying that name, Jessica Wright, Jessica Wright, Jessica Wright. I apologize, Stephen. That that is Stephen's wife, and I talked about her the other day, where I said I don't know her, but I know that she's. I've heard she's smart and active in the community. I. Brain fart! I just realized that that is Stephen's wife. Sorry, I should right. have alluded to that. Uh, and so I've never met her, but but she's sharp, correct? And she's no, she's no wallflower. I assume she's going to get out there and work it. Yep. Good. Hey, in, we, we in do have
4: Steve. Oh, good. Yeah, I, I know. I don't know much about Steve Minard. Um, you know, other than the the news reports, and I think he was on the assembly or something, but. Uh, I, I do know that I think I think one of them is gonna. The word is one of them is gonna pull out. I'm not sure which one that because they don't want to run against Jesse. So
1: yeah, yeah, no, I could I could see. I don't think either has a chance. Probably. Uh, and Scott Clayton against David Wilson don't rule him out I'm telling you folks right. don't rule Scott he is a firecracker he's a spitfire he's moving it he's d- done so much already in the last week in research and planning wait and see you see a youngster there I say youngster in his 30s Marine veteran uh disable all this stuff. I mean he is going to rock and roll and and definitely if he doesn't win it's not going to be from without trying we do have Mark in East Anchorage and we can bounce back from from Mark to Representative McCabe. Good morning, Mark. What's on your mind?
3: Okay, I didn't know you were talking to somebody more important than me, but I guess Kevin McCabe is more important than me. Um, Liz Snyder, Muldoon, not seeking reelection.
1: Yep, we talked about that last hour. Kind of a surprise. Last second she pulled that.
3: Yeah, I did. not When I was looking at the uh, thing for a friend of mine, and unfortunately, I told her that she had to get to the Division of Elections within an hour and a half if she wanted to file and not do a write-in. And uh, unfortunately, now, there is a Republican aide in that one. I don't know how much name familiarity he's going for, to have over Is that over Forrest a write-in McDonald?
1: Now. Is that for, the former Forrest McDonald that changed his name?
3: No, he didn't change his name. That's... Uh, That's That's really his name.
1: Okay, I lose track on who the forests Dunbar McDonald. That guy's name is Wolf, right?
3: McDonald is one of my disciples who I converted from, democratism.
1: Oh wow. Well, this Mark, what I would love to do is in the future give us a buzz, and we can go through what races you think good, bad, ugly, either tomorrow or in coming weeks. Because I want. Well, to... I
3: can tell you, all of them are going till November because there's no the, all the state legislative races have no less than uh, have have no more than uh, have exactly. all, all have four. So in they them. all move. So they all they all go to the general election according to the rules. Oh man, now that's
1: what Kevin was talking about too. It will be interesting. Mark, thanks for the call. All
3: right. Go back to you. Kevin because apparently Kevin's uh, Kevin's more important than you. Yeah,
1: me, so. no, nobody's more important than our callers. That's Marky Mark in East Anchorage. So back to Kevin. He, he brought up a couple points, Liz Liz Snyder and others that last-minute not filing or last-minute filing. That's kind of the game some people play. And then the other thing he brought up is pretty much all the seats have just four, so they all move on. So the primary is meaningless. It, would you right. say that that will come into play when it comes to marketing that let, sure. even you, you're not going to see massive rushed, probably more calibrated marketing when it comes to the primary, because you're, you're going to be able to run in November and you want to save your money.
4: Yep. I believe that's, uh, that's how it's going to play out. You'll probably won't see much of, uh, uh, well, I, you know what, really you will see the candidates that really want to work it, that want to, um, work for their constituents because they'll be the ones going to all the community council meetings and all the meetings that they can, even though it's not, even though they know that they're going on to November, they'll still want to, um, you know, meet people before the primary. So totally.
1: Well, and, and I think that just as a marketer, it would be foolish. I'm just telling this to candidates that are our clients and not, it would be foolish not to uh, do a mailer and not to do some some digital and not to get the message out to people and to let them know that you're running and why you're running. So I would not wait right. till, you know, September and those other times. Hey, Kevin McCabe, always a pleasure. We'll talk more about this. We have a long summer ahead. So keep up the good work. Thank you, buddy.
4: All right, sir. Talk okay, to you later.
1: Talk to you later. Coming right. right back. One segment ahead. Good morning. Tom Anderson show. And hold
3: the phone. The sun we born
0: Is the Tom Anderson Show, broadcasting live from the KVNT studios, 7 to 9 a.m., Monday through Friday.
1: Hey, we're back. Good morning, everybody. Tom Anderson Show. We are on 7 to 9 a.m. Monday through Friday. This is our 12th year. We love you guys, and we love the fact that we can bring you morning news, rush hour news from to Anchorage, online at TomAndersonShow.com. I encourage you to subscribe to our YouTube channel. We talked about the state of black Americans with a professor, Professor Allen yesterday. That video is already up. Tom Anderson Show YouTube. Subscribe to that. I encourage you. We'll have a lot more videos coming with political interviews and issue interviews and topics forthcoming. So that's something. And then like KV and T's and Tom Anderson show Facebook page for all sorts of fun and newsworthy and update and breaking news content. So we're trying to do the heavy lifting for you so you can sit back and get your news and get your updated information without too much work. Now, we have been talking pretty much all morning, certainly the second hour about Candidates and the 2022 election, and all the different dimensions to it. One element is that incumbents are not running again, and quite a few, maybe a record of incumbents not running. Alaska's news source, Mike, Mike Ross and team, cover that story, and we have that clip.
2: So, who's in and who's out? The filing deadline for state offices passed today at 5 p.m., and we know that there will be significant turnover at the state capitol. Sean McGuire has the latest now from Juneau.
6: There are set to be 10 joint tickets for governor and lieutenant governor, including Republican Governor Mike Dunleavy. There's also fellow Republicans Charlie Pierce, Representative Chris Kirker, and Democratic former Representative Les Gara. They're all among the frontrunners for Alaska's top job. In the House, at least 15 of 40 legislators there will not be returning. Six are not running for re election. Six are running for other offices. And two sets of Democratic incumbents are paired together in the same districts due to redistricting.
5: I think I know who's going to end up withdrawing. But I'd rather not say
6: right now. Representative Andy Josephson is running against friend and fellow Democratic Representative Chris Tuck. I'm told one is set to make the decision to withdraw in coming days. There are a long list of challenges. Some will be familiar to many. City of Fairbanks Mayor Jim Matherley is running.
3: So I'm really glad for that.
6: And so is Elise Galvin. <laughs> There's Anchorage Assembly members Forrest Dunbar and Jamie Allard. And Doug Massey. There could be other hunters in the area. Who recently retired as head of the Alaska Wildlife Troopers. There are three Republican senators not running for re-election, including Senate President Peter Michikey, Senators Natasha von Imhoff and Laura Reinbold, and several House legislators trying to make the jump to the Senate. It all adds up to a lot of turnover and an election that could see big changes in the state capitol. Sean McGuire, Alaska's News Source.
1: There you go. Yeah, there's a bunch of them, and some of them. Pulled almost all of them actually pulled the last minute. Uh, I mean, do you think that's unethical, Tom, or is that just strategy, or or is there some unethical behavior to it when you wait till the last second? Uh, you
2: know, I mean, I don't like it. Uh, you know, I think it's a little unethical to look do at what that.
1: happened to you. What if what if Liz Snyder would have said, "I'm not running." A week, You know that she wasn't going to run. She didn't decide yesterday at 4.50. Right. She, she knew. And if she would have announced that, you might have run.
2: Yeah, I would have definitely take a harder look but, at but it. But instead you know, she waited, like she
1: pulled a shenanigan, sure, and then you're like, darn it.
2: But, you know, that's, uh, yeah, and I understand the strategic part of that because they want to see their, uh, you know, side keep the seat, you know, so they want to do everything they can to, uh, you know, do that. I I don't like it, but, you know, that's just the reality of the situation. And and that's why they do those type things, hoping to give their side the best chance to, you know, hang on to that seat.
1: I remember back in the day, uh, my and she really was deliberating over whether to run or not for Senate. And it was an open Senate seat and State Representative Norm Rokberg the prominent rules chairman, Norm Rokeberg very smart, very formidable. Hadn't lost. Well, he had lost one race. He lost to, uh, nor, nor, I can't remember who it was the guy's name, but he, he was in there for many years and uh, as a state rep and Lisa represented ocean view and clat. And he, he represented jewel Lake and, and part of Campbell Lake. And they, Lisa was deciding, do I run for Senate and risk? You know, I mean, she was could have been speaker and she said, I'm going to do it. But she thought and thought and thought and thought about it. And Jim Nordland was the one that beat that beat at least one term, Scott or or, or Norm Roper. And and ultimately, Liesl decided to do so. Like the last hour, we we were in Juneau and we were married, and and the both state representatives. And the last hour, she decides to run. And it, we really thought about it. Fair, truthfully, mm-hmm. it wasn't like a tactic. She thought and thought, and we went to dinner or lunch, and we were thinking. And it's like four thirty, four 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 fifteen, and we go over to the spam cam where the where the main headquarters, of division of elections, is uh, one block down from the Capitol, and who was with us? Liesel's chief of staff, Craig Johnson. And he's like, what do you think you're going to do, boss? And she said, I don't know. Finally, she said, okay, I'm going to run. I'm going to run for Senate. She ultimately won. We beat Norm. We kicked his ass. Well, guess what Craig did? He said, I'm going to file for your state house seat. And he did. Yeah, And he easily won. Because people didn't expect that, and so there was a Democrat, but he trounced her, and I think it was a female who ran against her, and and so him, and so he won. But then later he would lose for Senate. What against was it against Natasha? I think Natasha beat him for that Senate seat mm. as a newbie, and now she's out, and now he's coming back to run. But but that was how Craig got in. And someone might have said, "Oh, you guys okay, I planned didn't know it. that, yeah. yeah." And but we didn't plan it. I mean, it was, hmm. we thought about it till the very end. It was a very big decision for her. So, and she won, she won and he won, but I mean, it was not devised. Swear to God, I was right there listening. It was not planned. And and he was like, maybe I should run. And she was like, if you run, then you can't work for me. You know, I mean, you have to leave right. your job. And he was like, oh, I didn't. Anyway, and then he ended up doing it and he filed anyone but then he lost so and then she she left and then she ran for lieutenant governor and i wish she would have stayed it was against um uh mayor dan sullivan not a mm-hmm. fan and and then she pulled out and then he got his ass handed to him and and walker won and that one but but she would have been a lieutenant i think she could have beat dan sullivan if they would have stayed in the race so the mayor uh, that's history, man. It's interesting history. It's interesting. I mean, there are people, like, I was sad that, that, uh, what's his name didn't, didn't run. Um, uh, what's his name? Chet, Chet Dyson's dad.
2: Oh, uh, Monty.
1: Yeah. Why did you ever talk to him about running? I did
2: not. I didn't end up seeing him yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, the, you know as we've been talking about this morning stuff been brought up by a couple of different people i mean just about everybody who's filed is advancing yep you know to uh November, so you know we're gonna be hearing about these names for a long time, but uh you know i think mark uh, you know dropped uh you know and just mentioned on their uh you know write in possibilities. And yep. uh, you know, so there. Could, in other words, there could be like some if, interesting
1: things there. Well, if there's a race, like for instance, in Bethel, where that yeah. one, where, where that one, guy's
2: is running unopposed alone, someone sure.
1: could write in and say, "No, we want Reggie, who mm-hmm. would be, in, I don't know, we want Mary Capster. We want so she's running for Congress." But I mean, there are other people that you could write in, and, and yeah, absolutely, as long as their name's not hard to spell. Yeah. Yeah, that's the... the Steigemans and the Murkowskis of the world and the Willikowskis. That's a hard one. Lisa won though with the right in. Unbelievably. Yeah. I know incredible. you're going to say that in response, but no, that a lot of these races, you know, with the, with the, the, the Democrat and the Republican, like a Mayor Jim Matherly and Fairbanks and Senator Scott Kawasaki, you would know they would go on to the general anyway. But, but like with a, 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 a Merrick and a State Rep Merrick and State Rep McCarty or out in my area, like a David Wilson and with Clayton and Stephen, uh, Stephen Wright and, and Scott Clayton running, I mean, they will all move on, presumably, to the general with this ranked choice. And it really is going to be a different, breed of cat as we see these things unfold. So you got to stay tuned. But I, I, I really push folks to message into the primary. It's very important. You want to sink in with voters. You want to remind people to register to vote, timely. You want to remind people to engage and learn about you. You want to definitely remind people to vote, and then you want them to vote for you. And to do that, it's that rule of seven plus in marketing where you got to be in front of them in different mediums and ways more than seven times. And if you wait till after August to message and brand, um, that's not so good. Folks, we're going to be back tomorrow. Happy Thursday. Please drive safe out there, and God bless.
4: Chico, don't be discouraged. The man, he ain't so hard to understand. Chico, if you try now, I know that you can lend a help.
2: And a new day has begun. You can see the morning
3: sun if you try. And I know
4: things will be better. Oh, yes, they will. Fajico and man, yes,
0: they will.